Hey, uh, hi. Uh, Lamar, Bill, and, uh, especially, especially MOSFET. Keep being awesome. Hello, this is Ted Ford, Virginia. I was watching your, uh, Saturday broadcast. I was trying to, uh, call in. Obviously, I'm not the winner, but just want to let you know that I truly appreciate, uh, All right, live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Wednesday Ask Engineer on this historic January 20th, 2021. It's me, Lady Ada, not your new president. No. It's not enough people who No, in. but we do have the first woman, black woman, Asian. South Asian woman, yeah. South Asian woman in office. And when the uh, president does the first congressional um meeting the two people next to him will be women first time in history wow. so today's historic you're a woman-owned company you're breaking ceilings but today there was a bunch of glass ceilings that were that were broke there is there's glass everywhere I know. in a good way i'm gonna um, maybe my run will come in another four forty eight years but uh, yeah. we got an exciting show for you tonight it's me lady ada with me is mr lady ada as always we're here for the next hour to let you know about all the news that's fit to 3d print What's going on in the maker community? Python news, uh, some Iron NPI. It's not out yet. Um, some videos of Disney many, <laughs> making a building across the street. That's right. And more. It's all the stuff you love on Ask an Engineer. So let's kick it right off. Yeah, I wanted to mention in the beginning of the show, um, we, we played uh, what we broadcasted yesterday. So yesterday was the first time there was a nationwide. Uh, memorial for the now 400,000 people we lost uh, in the U.S. Yeah. so far. Um, and so this is what we made um, because it, the idea was you, you have a candle. Um, so we did a digital candle and we streamed it. And, uh, you know, for longtime viewers, you've seen us go through this since March. And so this is um, our way to remember, our way to, to, to heal. We've had Close calls with our teams. Our team is still safe. Uh, we're beating the odds. Uh, 100 plus people, and uh, we've managed not to have people getting uh, sick or even infected. But their family members had. We have uh, team members who they've lost family. Um, there are people that aren't um, going to be with them, and uh, those are people that are loved. Those are um, voices that are silenced. And uh, it sucks. There's going to be so many people. It's, it's a whole. Who don't have grandparents. Grand uncles, uncles, aunts. Four hundred thousand people is the, the the size of I think some states populations or yeah, large cities. It's it's like the where the town I grew up in was so, about you know. Maybe. So we're just an electronics company, and um, we do though have um, a lot of social causes that are important to us, and uh, we want more than anything to help everyone stay safe and get back to the things that we know that we need to do as a society. We need to teach. Technology. We need to share technology. This is if there's going to be a future, technology is involved, and we're the type of people who make those things. We build those things. 
So before working I, hard every day. Yeah. So before I uh, talk about what's on the show tonight, uh, we have a big announcement for the next 100 days. Adafruit is putting a mask in all U.S. orders. So basically, if you order anything, so it's like one, we, it's one dollar. We, we have these. Yeah. Some number in, so it's one dollar. If we you do, order one dollar or more, we do freebies, and we'll talk about that like we usually do in a few seconds. Like here's all the stuff, free stuff you get. But um, we understand our customers are very interested in masks, and they wear them anyways. But this is just a good reminder. So we're tossing really cool black mask. Um, if you want to look at it, it's here. Yes, um, and it's super goth, and they're individually wrapped for safety, so you know yeah. it's nice and clean. And then they're great gifts for people. You know what? Actually. Um, when Phil and I, you know, sometimes we do go outside, um, we always have single-use masks in our pockets. So if we see someone who, who is looking for one or needs one, we're ready to hand it out. Politely, of course. And it's all about, like, signaling. So we're saying, like, hey, like, this is important. We're going to do this for 100 days. You, prob you probably have plenty of masks, but this is just something that, you know, we're going to do. And so next 100 days, hopefully this is just, you know, another voice and a chorus of people saying, if we all wear a mask for 100 days, we could save lives while we're all trying to figure out when the next round of vaccinations can occur because it turns out we don't have enough yet. So um, anyways, on to the show, and we'll continue to have our you know cute little logo and just remind people and do all the things we can, and Adabot is super safe. We're so and, close. Um, if you want to see our He's safety... He's a robot. He doesn't even have a pneumatic breath system. <laughs> if you want to see our safety protocols, go to adafruit.com slash opensafely. Um, we literally swab down Adafruit every single month to look for viral load and send it off to a lab, and you can see exactly what our results are every single month and so far so good uh however it is literally knocking on the door we have an outside door <laughs> that has detected virus that means you know like on the doorknob man it's we, terrible you know we're, we're at a building with others probably they touch their hands it's not a threat vector yeah. where you'll get it from that it's just good to know but it means that, that there are people who are covid positive keep, and they don't they don't know it and are out keep your shields up around That's so we're still shipping stuff our team thanks you people are ordering stuff. This is our team pre-COVID. Pre Thank you so much for ordering stuff. You've been keeping us in business Thank for the you. last 10 months. We very much appreciate it. Show and tell people around the world, showing and sharing your project. Lady Ada will talk about the show and tell this week. This was an epic one. If you want to see a glimpse of the future, go and watch show and tell. It's uploaded to YouTube and all other channels right now. Time travel, look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, current news and events and more. Python on hardware news. Take a look on what's going on in the world of Python. I'm in New York City factory footage. We are a USA factory here in New York City. 3D printing and everyone's favorite segment, DigiKey and Adafruit present. I on MPI, we yes. have a special. A very Eiffel one today. One this week with NXP. New products, we have an announcement. So this week's new products gonna be a little different. It's gonna be announcement about announcement. Top secret, mm. we'll answer your questions. Mm. We do that on Discord, adafruit.at slash Discord. Join all 26,000 of us over there, 24-7 hackerspace that you can go to virtually. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yes. Okay, let's right. kick it off. Yeah, so let's kick it off. So freebies are going to be a little bit different. If you place an order... You still get the existing get freebies. get all this stuff. Oh, like a lovely yappy dog. Um, so, yeah. uh, ninety-nine dollars or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. Uh, great for making your projects permanent. Solder onto it with the nice gold pads. One forty-nine or more, you get a free STEM IQT board. We have about 20, 25 different boards. Uh, we select from. If you make an account, you'll get a different board each time. Uh, they're fun and they're inspirational. It's like you don't know what you're gonna get, you get it, and then you're like, ooh, I have ideas for a project. 
Um, $1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's nice, trackable, insured shipping. Uh, much better uh, than postal if you want to know that you're going to get your product on time. And then $2.99 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express all-in-one development board that makes it super easy um, for you to build projects with Arduino or CircuitPython or Code.org, CS Discoveries, etc., etc. Um, and then, of course, $1 or more, you get a, in the United States, shipping in the United States, you'll get a free goth mask. Don't need it? Have plenty of masks? Give it to someone who does need it. Yeah. And Give again, you know, what we're trying to do is just be another voice in this idea that masks work. And if we just do this for 100 days, I think everyone's kind of tired of this. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. It's going to be a year soon. And, you know, the idea in the past was let's just make sure the hospitals don't get burdened so we can work on therapeutics, possibly a cure. And everything is starting to happen. It's, 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 of course, it's slower than we all hope, but this is, this is where we're at, and this is what we have, and this is what we can do together. So um, we're just an electronics company that happens to want to be a good business and a good cause. So um, pick up something at a fruit store and have a mask. And, uh, you know, if you don't need it, that's fine. Just give it to someone else. That's the whole point. Okay. Show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. Yes. Lady Ada, what was shown off on the show and tell? I'm glad you asked. We had week. some fun folks coming by. We had Kevin from DigiGeek. From DigiKey, come by. He took our uh, USA COVID tracker and made a special version that is a Minnesota-specific uh, COVID tracker. And then for next week, he's going to try to do a vaccine tracker because uh, the vaccine's rolling out in his state. Folks are trying to get it. Uh, they're on phase 1B. So it would be cool to see every day, instead of how many more people have COVID, how many more people are being vaccinated and protected. That is going to be so awesome to see that number go up and up. Yeah. Colin... I uh, released a guide this week on the next mind. It's like a brain interface that uh, you kind of clip on to your hair or you use a headband. Yeah, we it, have a short video that we'll, we'll show later tonight on the show. But he, he demoed it live where he looked at different things on his screen and the servo moved to the three different yeah. blocks. If you want to see a glimpse of the future, watch this week's show and tell. It's, it, what he yeah. said, like, I, I told him, like, I think this it's, it's not the most flexible. Like, it only really knows what you're looking at, not where you're looking. Um, it's explained to the guide how this works. But it works very reliably. Um, like, they have a video game where you, like, uh, play, like, Breakout. And, like, you, I was playing it for, like, ten minutes, and, like, it pretty much always did what I said, which is, which is nice. It doesn't have that problem of some brain interfaces where, like, it's easy for it to get... Like, you look over there, and it suddenly gets scattered. It's a very... You know, you look at something with purpose, and it knows you're looking at it with purpose. So it's cool. Um, so there's a demo of that. Phil B has been working on tiling capability uh, for Protomatter, the RGB matrix firmware we have that works in Arduino and CircuitPython. Um, so you've always been able to have longer strips, but now you can turn them over and have squares or large rectangles. So being able to tile the display to make larger displays um, depend on how much RAM you have, uh, but still, that'll be cool. Known Pedro showed off the Dark Saber. They released the guide this week. A massive build. Make your own 3D printed Dark Saber using the Prop Maker Featherwing. It's easy to do it all with Circuit Python. Super cool. Liz made a grayscale OLED MIDI interface for selecting CCs for a, a coming looks like a four x four button board or something. Joey made a cool Pi quarter using a sharp display. I think Circuit Python. A really beautiful LCARS interface. And capacitive touch pads. Like, it's like really gorgeous, like after dark, uh, black, gothy, sharp memory display product. It's like, 
Definitely like more underworld than maybe uh, Star Trek, but still cool. Um, I think Disney owns them all. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, Pierre is uh, teaches or works at Sorbonne uh, in Paris, and they want to have students be able to come to the classroom safely. So he made a CO two airflow sensor that uh, measures the ppm CO two in a classroom using um, you know off the shelf CO two sensors. We actually just put some in stock like a, a week or two ago, and uh, it is used for classrooms. And it will um, blink an LED red when the CO two ppm goes above one thousand which is a good indicator that there's not enough airflow. They should open up a window, get some more airflow, because um, humans breathe out CO2, and so when the CO2 starts rising, it means there's not enough airflow to circulate out that air. So it's a good, you know, you can't measure COVID in the air, but you can measure how much breathing is going on that isn't being moved. Uh, so that's cool, very useful. Um, and he's going to send us a write-up, because I, 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 he was talking about it, and I'm like, this is so cool, and people want to build it. Hopefully he'll send us the write-up, and we'll post it so people can uh, DIY their own. Danon is working on a robotic wheelchair project. It's cool. He's got a cricket, and he's got the accelerometer working. It's moving some servos, and then he's got a potentiometer that's controlling a wheelchair motor. So he's like going to put it together to make this robotic wheelchair project, which is awesome. And then uh, Mark has updated his longtime weather ink project to be in Circuit Python using a MagTag, and said it was so fast and easy, and uh, loves how quick it is to develop new code in Circuit Python and was like, I've run out of projects to do. So hopefully he'll come up with some new projects because he got through them too fast. What a problem to have. And that was uh, right. Show and Tell. Everyone on the Show and Tell, we thank you so much for showing the world what a little piece of the future looks like. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. If you are watching this right now, guess what? It's Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yay. Ask an engineer. Show and Tell is 7.30. It's part of our live shows that we do every Wednesday. On Sunday night around 8 o'clock or Lady 8 o'clock, so it's usually a little bit later, we do Lady Desk of Lady <laughs> Ada. We had uh, two things that we showed. So um, we did uh, some cool stuff with uh, answering questions. So we're getting questions on Twitter or on TikTok, and we're answering them right on the store. Uh, sorry, right on the, uh, the show. And then we're putting stuff in our store or, like, learn guides or, like, whatever we need to do. And then we have... The Great Search with DigiKey, and this week the Great Search with DigiKey. Oh, uh, this week's Great Search was for quad microphone input I2S ADCs. It's a lot of uh, acronyms, but basically um, we had posted up a really cool teardown of the latest Echo Dot, like the Amazon Alexa doodad, and you know they are really good at making electronics really cheap, but still it has the quality that you need to do voice recognition. So when they did the teardown, I noticed they were using this quad microphone um, I2S converter chip. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, I want to look into this chip. Is this how, how cool and useful is this chip? And then as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, man, this chip is like neat, but it's like really complicated. Uh, and then I noticed that there was a similar chip on DigiKey that had a totally different part number, but was in many ways uh, a replacement for it that did not require as much programming. And... That was really exciting to me because I, I really hate doing configuration of I2S amplifiers. So I showed how to find um, I2S devices on DigiKey. They're not exactly where you expect. They're under um, a special function ADC, DACs, DACs, uh, which is normally, like I wouldn't normally call this an ADC, but like technically I guess it is, because it, but it's also like PCM input. So 
Anyways, uh, that's the uh, great search was how to find these quad microphone uh, codec chips. All right. JP's product pick of the week recap. So um, if you haven't watched already, we broadcast live from in the product page. There's a discount only during that time. Uh, and here's a recap from the latest one. Today's product pick of the week. It's the MPR 121. It's a capacitive touch gator breakout in Stemma QT format. I've got four alligator clips touching some copper tape. I'm gonna touch uh, this little Mickey Mouse and it'll go red. Uh, if I touch old Goofy there, we get blue. Jiminy Cricket is this uh, warm white. If I touch this lemon, you'll see it goes to yellow. That is my product pick of the week. It's the MPR 121 12 key capacitive touch breakout board made for gator clips. And it is Stemma QT, so I can plug in some Stemma QT cables right here. I'm place that on my Stemma QT board of goodness. All right, and then JP's workshop is tomorrow. And uh, here's this neat touch thing. He's working on a little bit of preview. And then after that, I'm going to play the latest MakeCode Minute, where JP explores all the cool things with MakeCode. You can always check it out if you go to makecode.adafruit.com or just makecode.com if you like block programming and also Python and also JavaScript. So I'm going to play these back to back. See you on the other side. minute today, I wanted to prototype a sort of game that you could do on a Circuit Playground Express uh, that's similar to a Minesweeper type of game. It's find the hidden object. And so what you'll see here is I have my Circuit Playground Express, and each time I press the A button, I move that little yellow dot around the circle. When I want to guess if that's the location of the hidden dot, I'll press the B button. Uh, in that case, it showed red means that's not where it is and as I move it's going to cover up that that knowledge that we have so you got to remember it it's like a matching game uh, so I'm gonna go through here until we we actually get it uh, and you'll see I don't have a, a fully developed game here yet um, but I think that one I, I skip but this is sort of the bones of there we go you'll see there it turned green it ends the game when we reset the game what we do is we set a variable for something called the hidden location. That's the hidden dot. Uh, and that's going to be somewhere between 0 and 9, which is the 10 LED positions on the Circle Playground Express. Then we also set a variable for our current position, which is used to keep track of where we are on that ring. And then we set the current location's color to yellow. So everything is set to blue except for that current location. Then on button A click, we're going to, if the game on is flipped to true, we're gonna set the current pixel color to blue. It kind of erases the yellow. Move forward one and then set that pixel to yellow. We also use a little uh, remainder divide by sort of modulo thing to loop all the way around these pixels every time from zero to nine to zero. 
Uh, then when we think we're ready to guess, you press B if the game on is set true. Then we set that current pixel to orange, which says, okay, we're checking this pixel. We wait a little bit for some drama. Uh, and then we do some comparisons. If the current location variable is the same as that hidden location, let's say they were both set to two, then we're gonna play that green pixel, sound the alarm, pause for a second, play a little animation, uh, set all the pixels to green, and then the game is over, so we play the, we, we flip the bit to false. If not, we set it to red, and then keep moving forward. We play pew pew, and then you keep going. Uh, so that is how you can create the uh, foundation of a little guessing game inside of Make Code on the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, time travel look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and more. Uh, it's already been a week. I feel like we've time traveled like a bazillion years in 12 hours. Yeah, we have. Um, so an upcoming announcement, uh, Natalie, who does a lot of cool stuff, and Diana on our website on uh, 128, they have a very cool STEM chat. It's a live presentation with Telfair Museums, 2021 Pulse Art Plus Technology Festival. So if you enjoyed... Natalie and Diana's uh, videos they've done and guides and blog posts and more. Uh, check this out and you will be able to tune in. Next up. Um, good news, bad news. Um, good news. Uh, Adabox still going strong. In fact, so much so, we have less than 20 slots available all the way for the March one. So if you're on the fence, uh, I can just tell you now. We will run out. We will run out. We will absolutely run out. And uh, you're going to want this one. So just a little bit of reminder. Yeah. Next week, we are on a hack chat, and it's six months in to ESP32-S2. So we're going to be talking with the Hack Today team. Um, what have we learned? What have we learned and more? What ha hardware have we designed? That's some cool hardware yeah. we're going to show off. We're going to talk with Scott and Dan. Uh, we'll maybe even talk about the C3, the S3. Yeah. More C's and more S's. You never know. All of them. So come on by. It's going to be ESP-rific. Yeah, so that's next week. Um, also, a little bit of an update. If you haven't uh, joined us on TikTok, uh, take out your phone. and I'll go back to this in a second. Um, but we have a TikTok, and it's interesting. For y'all who are looking for electronics communities or people who make things, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's unusual for us to see... Something like this, maybe we're just getting jaded, but in TikTok land, a lot of people there, it's not like Instagram, and I mentioned this last week, it's not like Instagram where it's like, look what I own, look at me on my vacation, look at my like breakfast. It's more like, look what I can do, look what I can sew, look what Here's I can what build, my life is. Yeah. look what I can print, look what I can share. It's definitely like very maker friendly. So um, if you haven't already, and there's a 3D printing community on there, and the comments are really good, and people are asking good questions, uh, so check it out. We're there. Um, some of the things that we've been posting up is uh, things like this. Uh, time lapse of Eagle Cad and more. Uh, Colin's doing some stuff. No, Pedro are doing some stuff. So we're doing some short form videos on there. And then uh, we're, of course, putting these on other platforms. Um, but it does seem to be a place where people are able to interact together and uh, build stuff. It's like, I guess the closest thing I'd say, it's like it's the most skateboardy culture it's like oh look what i made look what i made look what i made so it's kind of neat that that's uh that's happening so i think the the youngins are going to be okay they're making they're making some good content over there so we're trying to help out a lot of people especially young folks they don't know um that they can be an engineer and they don't know that uh there's a factory in new york city and they don't know there's people like lamore people 
uh, like we have on our team, uh, that are uh, just like them. They're just a little further along in their career because they decided to do something like Adafruit. So um, we're hoping this sparks some imaginations and more. Okay, let's do some Python hardware. Okay, it's Blinkit time. It is Blinkit time. Code plus community. That's us. Yeah. So Lots th- of code. This Lots week. Lots community. Yeah, so this is the tracking COVID vaccination progress with CircuitPython. Yay. Um, this is a uh, not only a good project, but it's also like after a while, like we have the number of infections and deaths and stuff like that. And we've had to do that. And it's a good indicator to have and to know, especially for like local regions and stuff like that. But eventually, like, you know, it'd be nice to have, <laughs> okay, what next? And this is just the start of it. So this is vaccination updates. A lot of states are doing dashboards. So we'll see more of this. And a lot of places will be able to, uh, I think in San Francisco right now, you sign up and you get an alert when it's your turn to get a vaccine. So all we got to do is make a bunch of vaccines now. Yes. Uh, Quarter Joey was on the show and tell. This is a very neat tricorder uh, with like a sharp display. Uses an L car interface. Has all sorts of sensors and more. So if you ever wanted to build a tricorder. He's totally loving that 7051. He's just like blowing it up. I love it. I mean, it's just like the capacitive touchpad. It's so cool. The uh, Oshpark After Dark silk looks really nice. Goth. All right, so you can check this out and more. Uh, 2021 Open Hardware Summit calls for proposals. Uh, it's virtual this year. You can propose your talk or a sponsor. Uh, CircuitPython 6.1 Release Candidate 1 is released. So we have some updates. Um, anything that you want to mention for people to try out? Um, 6.1 is pretty much the ESP32-S2 mag tag. A lot of stuff with Wi-Fi. There's just so many bugs and tweaks and updates. I think we added some more alarm modes, sleep modes. Um, yeah, just a ton of little details. And we're going to do a 6.2 soon. Um, well, we're going to update um, a couple more modules. And uh, there's going to be more ESP32-S2 stuff coming in. Um, including the uh, sockets that you can have the ESP act as a host, not just like right now it can connect to websites, but for it to act like a website, I think we still have to merge that in and do a release. So that's coming in 6.2. Uh, still, we wanted to get a stable release out as soon as possible, just so people with mag tags and other ESP32 S2 boards got all the latest fixes and, and updates. Okay. What if the Python REPL was like basic, Scott experiments editing Python code like basic, was edited the ideas, imagining this as default mode for Raspberry Pi 400. It's a mix of modern and retro. You can check that out on GitHub. And uh, this is in contrast to Quick Python, which runs on old PCs. Uh, Scott has a deep dive this week. Do check that out. We have our um, Happy New Year 2021 Circuit Python entries of what you want to see and more. Please get those in because guess what? If you say you want something in Circuit Python, we add it. We've we probably, do. We'll probably do it. Yeah. Um, news from around the web. Here is a really cool module, CircuitPython number pad. Uh, this was from a Redditor and the CircuitPython subreddit. It's still a popular place if you want to share your projects over there, too. We're going to cycle CircuitPython for search for this uh, UDraw uh, Wii game tablet. Since MicroDraw. I love that. Like all these like old Wii. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a resurgence of people who are like, these Wii controllers with I2C connections are cheap and they're easy to There's use. Just added that little Wiimote adapter. Here's some feather carriers. You can check those out that are getting worked up. This is, uh, you know, like I was saying, here's some hope, some optimism. Here's California vaccinations. You can see how many were uh, put in arms each day. Here is. Um, it's got hands on, it's got TikTok. And it's like. It's yeah, like we're watching that. 
Um, it's awesome. And then uh, CircuitPython Loader. It's a simple script that will wait for a CircuitPython drive to appear, raise all the files from it, then copies the contents over to CircuitPython folder. And so you can then choose all the different things yeah, you want to. Quick loader. Yeah. Okay. And then other odds and ends. Uh, if you're looking for Jupyter stuff, it's MicroPython. But that in the newsletter, um, you can check out uh, the events that are coming up. We have our coming soons. Uh, I think we're almost up to 300. Yeah, 291 libraries. We're getting closer to 300. Oh, I released like three this week. So there's, we're going to get to okay, we'll be 300 there. in a month or so. Check out what our team is up to. This Saturday, Lady Ada is talking about CircuitPython Blinka, which is not just straight up CircuitPython. She'll talk about the differences and what Blinka is and more. Writing libraries and running them on single board Linux computers, which is a dream come true for me because yeah. I love Linux, but I also kind of hate Linux. Um, I, like most people who use Linux, so um, getting all of our CircuitPython libraries running on, you know, easily 50 or 100 different Linux boards now is amazing. It's so cool that yeah. it's like no matter what weirdo Linux board you got, we'll make it work. All right, and uh, check out the rest of the newsletter. You can get this on adafruitdaily.com. We don't spam. We don't harvest your emails. I'm subscribe anytime. It's a completely separate site, adafruitdaily.com. Check it out, and that is our Python on Hardware news this week. Yay, Blinka! All right, open source hardware. We're an open source hardware company. This week was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we got the parts in. We were able to make these. This is our not-for-sale workshop board. This is Black Lives Matter educational workshop, workshop kit. We've put this together. We started this in the summer of 2020, now it's done, and we're donating it to groups that are doing workshops, learn to code, and more. So um, if you're one of those places, email us. Some already have. Um, yes, do you want me to show it off? Yeah, show the badge off. It's so that's a, a prototype, so it has, the, it has the date code on the front. Yeah. But the real one is super cool. Um, so we've got this uh, beautiful graphic silk screen. And hold on, let me autofocus lock. Okay. Um, so it has a lanyard hole, um, and so this is kind of the front, but the electronics are on the back. So it runs off of two AAA batteries, and we've got a little boost converter here. So even if you're using rechargeable batteries, uh, so you only get like two, two and a half volts, it'll boost it up to uh, three volts for you, so you can run all the electronics nice and easy. It's also got USB-C, uh, so you can use that to power it as well. There's a SAMD21, my favorite little Cortex M0 uh, chips. And um, let me see, it's got a STEM and QT connector, which I added, so you can really easily add other sensors and devices if you want to expand the project. There's a microphone. Uh, there's a light sensor, and the light sensor uh, comes out the front here. You can see that little hole, that's the light sensor, so you can tell if it's light or dark out. There's an on-off switch, I'm gonna turn it on. You can see that there are six side light NeoPixels. They're super bright, um, and when you wear it, it's going to look cool because you'll get like the light spreading onto your t-shirt, which I thought was a, a neat effect. Um, there's also a little red LED, a reset button, uh, and these four pads are capacitive touch pads, they're not just fingers. So you can uh, use them as capacitive touch inputs or you can use them to connect or power other electronics. They're, just, uh, they're wired to GPIO on the SAMD21. And then there's a lanyard hole as well. And another thing that we feel recommended is I made the battery so it's flush with the bottom. So if you don't want it as a pendant, you can just have it sitting on your desk. So it sits 
yeah, it's yeah. Up, of course, upright right now, but it's it sits flat, and uh, so if you don't want to... That's how it was able to... So, yeah, we got that photo, so it's a good example of it. But um, what's nice about the SAMD21 is it's really easy for us to get this working in Arduino and CircuitPython and MakeCode and other things. It's a really well-supported chip. Um, a great little workshop pack because it'll come fully assembled, you plug it in, and then you can wear and show off your creation. And we published all the files on GitHub. Yes. Like I said, we donate these only. These are not for sale. But you can make your own if you really wanted to, or if you're a nonprofit or a group that's doing some type of workshops, um, let us know. And uh, as we make these, we're going to try to continue donating them all throughout the year and more. All right. We are an open source hardware company. In addition to doing these cool open source things that I just showed, we have 2,000. 401 guides, Lady Ada. What is on the big board this week? Okay, we're getting, we're, we're slowly spinning up the beginning of the year, getting our guides in order. Uh, JP did a Guitar Hero MIDI uh, controller project, so we got the new um, Stemma QT Wiimote adapter, which already is becoming like super popular. Um, I did like I think a really good job. I made the PCB extra thick. And um, there's like these gold pads and notches. So when you plug in your Wiimote or whatever, it's like a really solid connection. Like it's not going to jiggle loose. Like um, the, we used to carry one that was like, it slipped in, it would like slip out really easily. Um, so now it's very easy to use Arduino or CircuitPython to make a custom uh, controller from the Wii used to control your electronics. So here he's using a Guitar Hero MIDI guitar and it has like some buttons and like a couple knobs. And he's uh, connected it through the STEM QT board to, I think, a Cutie Pie, and is reading through Arduino the sensor data and then sending that um, through USB MIDI. So now it, he's playing the guitar and it's playing, you know, uh, Max MSP or uh, uh, Sound Garage, Garage Band or whatever sound control software he's got running on his uh, computer or laptop or tablet. So it's a, a neat project. I think it'd be really popular because these like Wii controllers are so inexpensive and like really fun, right? It's like that you can really make chiptunes with chiptunes controllers. Um, we also have the um, big, big build from No One Page where they finally wrapped up their Darksaber. They've been working on this for months. Um, if you watch The Mandalorian, uh, they've got this cool blade that's like, it's not a lightsaber, it's a Darksaber. And it's, it's a little bit evil, but it's also powerful. Uh, so maybe you want to build one of your own. They used uh, some interesting techniques to make this. So they have like all 3D printed components and then circuit Python um, with uh, a, a feather um, and the prop maker feather wing, NeoPixels to, to light up the edge light, the blade and um, speaker for sound effects and a battery as well. So it's nice and portable. You charge it up overnight and then you can uh, run around doing fun cosplay stuff. And uh, if you have friends who have lightsabers, you can battle them for uh, control of the planet Mandalore, which I guess is what all the cool kids are doing on TikTok now. And then finally, from Colin, he's got a guide on controlling electronics with your brain using the Next Mind, uh, this nifty um, Unity interfacing EEG hardware. You connect it to the back of your head and you can. Uh, use Unity to detect what people are looking at. He combined that with some Unity to hardware scripts to basically make um, code that lets you detect what somebody's looking at uh, through their like brain interface and uh, move hardware, a servo, to follow along. So it's like you can control atoms with your brain, which is amazing. Right. And we're going to play a little bit of video. So this is on our TikTok, but you, well, it will be later tonight, uh, but you can watch it now.
Alright, some main New York City factory footage. Tester. Well, that's cool. They took apart the relay so you can actually see it. Yeah. This is a, a relay feathering tester. Maybe the relay broke, and they're like, "Well, let's just let's just show the science." This is another tester. Testing all those LEDs. Looking good. And when you have a bunch of LEDs, you have a countdown clock. And so this, this is, is a time lapse. This of the is countdown. a time lapse of the countdown clock, which ended today. So we had a countdown to the next administration. This clock I've looked at, I think, for the last four years at Adafruit, and uh, as of today at noon. They gotta read. They gotta do something else with it now. I'm sure there's gonna be something else that we're gonna need to work on and count down to or from. So uh, that's one of the things that we made. And then it wouldn't be a main New York City factory footage unless you saw Disney, which is hard at work. They do not know that there was a presidential election. They just continue, someone's gonna tell them there was COVID. There was a lot of things that has happened since they've started on this endeavor to the center of the earth. They're unwavered, they're undeterred. They're just digging constantly across the street from us. And then here is a beautiful sunset here in New York City. Sunrise, sorry. Is it sunrise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, 3D printing. No, Pedro. Printing up a bunch of stuff. We're going to do a back-to-back. -back. We're going to do the dark saber, and then we're going to do a speed up. Okay. So see you on the other side All in about right. four minutes. Later. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building the Darksaber from The Mandalorian. This is a fully 3D printed prop that we designed to be a DIY kit that you can build yourself with electronics from Adafruit. The blade is entirely 3D printed and has strips of NeoPixel LEDs embedded inside. It's built to be durable, so you could throw some heavy swings for those intense photo shoots. All of the electronics are hidden inside the hilts, and it features motion-activated lights and sounds. The hilt is designed to look like the Darksaber from Season 2 of The Mandalorian. For the electronics, the Prop Maker Featherwing is designed for making props with lights and sounds. It's great for portable projects that need motion sensing, buttons, and powering lots of LEDs. Combined with the Feather Blue Fruit, you can use the mobile app to change the color of the LEDs. This is great for cosplay props that need to be remotely controlled. The two boards snap together to make a compact circuit that can be embedded in lots of different projects. The code was written in CircuitPython and uses libraries from Adafruit. In the sketch, the code runs the startup mode and plays the LED animation and audio file. When motion is detected, a sound effect is randomly triggered from a list of different sounds. Heavier motion triggers the clashing sound effects and turns up the brightness on all of the NeoPixels. 
Tapping on the board lets you test out the swing and hit threshold so you can fine tune the sensitivity. The swings and hits are kept updated with the color of the NeoPixels so you can use the color picker as much as you want. The PropMaker Featherwing makes our projects easy to customize so you can swap out the sounds and use different LED animations. You can charge the battery while having it on the stand so it doesn't take up too much space. We designed it in Fusion 360 and made it fully customizable so the dimensions can be adjusted to fit your 3D printer. The prop maker and feather are secured to a 3D printed holder that can slide in and out of the hilt. All of the wiring is fitted through the battery holder and it can be quickly disconnected to make the assembly easy to take apart. The speaker and battery snap fit into their holders while the PCBs are secured with screws. Their oval shape and form leave just enough clearance for additional wiring. Speaker holes run down the side of the hilt so the sound can play through. The NeoPixel strips are pressed into the channel that runs along the center of the blade. Covers are 3D printed and taped together so they can be attached to the sides. Screws secure the hilt to the blade emitter, making it easy to take apart. The hilt is 3D printed in black PLA and fits machines with a tall Z height of at least 220mm. All of the parts can be printed without any support material so there's no waste and they're ready to use right off the printer. The CAD source files and STLs are free to download so folks can make their own parts or have your friends print them for you. Be sure to check out the learn guide for a full step-by-step -step tutorial on building this project. It's documented with plenty of photos so it's easy to follow along and get started. You can pick up the lightsaber kit now from Adafruit and build awesome props with open source hardware. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to make the force be with you. You can learn how to build all this stuff and more every single Wednesday on 3D Hangouts with Noam Pedro, the longest running 3D printing show in the universe. Probably. <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. DigiKey and Adafruit present.
this week's INMPI is an NXP product. Lady Ada, what is the new product? Okay. From DigiKey this, this one week. It's definitely keeping an eye on the I and NPI. Really? It's, it is the new. Is it a bag of eyes? It's a bag of eyes. <laughs> Yay. Uh, it's, an, it's the NXP SLN Viznas IoT. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. It's a um, edge machine learning uh, face recognition hardware that uh, runs, again, completely on the edge. It runs on a mic controller. It uses the um, NXP RT106X series, which if you're like, hey, that sounds familiar, it's because uh, it's also used in the TNC4. It's a very similar chip. It's the same hardware, but this one is licensed to use, I guess, this um, machine learning build that does machine learning for face recognition. It does a nice, fast job of it. It's very um, effective and uh, precise. And it does not require a full Linux build. It doesn't require the internet. Um, and because it's a microcontroller, it can go into deep sleep mode. So it's perfect when you want to do face recognition, but you don't want to depend on the internet or if you need to be able to go into low power mode because it maybe runs on a battery or maybe it just shouldn't, it doesn't, uh, it shouldn't have to depend on power. So for example, if you're doing a, uh, a door entry system and um, you know you don't want people to get locked out because there's no power. If the power goes out, they should still be able to get in and out. Uh, this could run on battery backup power, something that a Linux computer would not be able to do nearly as easily. So let's take a look at the dev board. So the um, chip itself is on the back. I'll show that in a second, but this is the dev board you get. And um, it's got USB-C, it's got a couple buttons in the center, a PIR sensor, that's the white thing, and then um, two uh, cameras on the right. And let's look at this in more detail. So um, there's the front and the back and they kind of plug together. So on the left-hand side is the microcontroller. So the microcontroller is again that uh, um, RT10X series. Um, it's got hyperflash memory. Memory for this chip is stored on flash. I don't think it has internal flash memory. Or if it does, it needs more to run this code. SD RAMs, you have plenty of memory. You're going to need a lot of memory to do um, any kind of visual recognition because you have to get so much visual data and analyze it. There's an SWD port. Uh, there's mono output. Uh, the example I don't think uses it, but if you want to reprogram the code and add audio output, of course, you get that. There's also PDM uh, microphones, so you can also add in some voice recognition if you need. A PIR sensor, the dev board has four buttons, which are used in the example code. Um, there's a boot mode, so if you want to reprogram it with the built-in bootloader. Uh, Lithium-ion battery, so you can power it off of uh, battery power. And um, not completely indicated here, but you see those um, FPC connectors. There is an external TFT display that you can plug in sold separately. And there's a USB-C connector on the bottom. Great, so if you take that USB-C and you plug it in, this shows up as a COM port and a camera. It was neat. Like it actually shows up as a device um, because it's a microcontroller and it can do stuff like that. You don't have to deal with like gadget mode with Linux. It just shows up as like literally a camera. So you open up your camera software, like in this case, I'm running like a Microsoft camera or something, and it comes up and it has something like this. It has the visual output of what it's seeing. Um, there's like a sort of a blue square in the center telling you this is what it's looking at for the, the face recognition area. I turn on the debug, so there's that text overlay that tells you like what the output of the various uh, processing stages are. Um, on the bottom, it tells you what the application is, and this is the uh, electronic lock application where, you know, if it recognizes a face, it unlocks something. Um, there's, at the bottom, you can barely see it, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. There's also a Bluetooth and Wi-Fi chip on there. 
uh, that you can use for you know Wi-Fi or wireless connectivity. Um, again, the default example, it doesn't do anything, but you the hardware is there for your use. Um, when you press a button, it will, on the board, it's neat, it, it's all in one, it will register your face. So it says, okay, registering, and then you kind of have to shift your face around a little bit so it gets all these angles of your face. And then it says, okay, you have been added. It knows who you are. And then you can save that to memory if you want for um, long-term use. And you can save, the number of faces you can save is a couple hundred or to a thousand. It depends on how precise you want it to be. I think it's probably a memory or storage or just search speed thing. It's like the faster you want it to go, the less faces it has to be able to look through. So if you only have like a you know, hundred faces it has to recognize, um, you can use a slightly stricter model than if you're having to measure a thousand faces. They do have a, a program that can let you do a thousand, but again, you know, it doesn't, it's not as, as strict. So you, you have to make that uh, decision. Um, in the data sheet, they talk about these, these choices. Um, once it recognizes you later, it can, you can save it as a name. You can say this is the person's name, or you can just say user number one, and then this sort of over thing, overlay thing comes up and says welcome home and uh, makes it so you can't see anything else. Um, so that's the basic demo. So it, it works quite well. Um, I tested it and like I kind of like, you know, put my hair up, put my hair down. I tried like wearing a hat. I tried different lighting and did a pretty good job. One thing that's interesting is that uh, when you press a button, it goes into um, infrared mode. So it does have two cameras. And I from looking at it, it, you know, when one of them has a slightly different lens than the other, I believe that one of them is IR and one of them is RGB. And so it has stereoscopic vision. But one of the nice side effects is um, it's kind of like an anti-spoofing technology. So one of the problems with these simple non-depth based um, camera face detectors is that you can often trick them by taking a photo of a person and holding up that photo and the camera's like, ding dong, you know, the person. Okay, that's them, I, uh, I agree. Um, but when you have IR, and I think if you have these two cameras that are offset a little bit, that probably helps too. Um, when you hold up a picture of a person, um, in color and then in IR, um, it, it doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Like the, the flatness, the infrared doesn't come out the way it should on a human face because the background and the image is flat. Um, and the, the, it's not like depth detection, but like humans radiate a different infrared pattern on their faces than a photo does. And so um, when you open up the serial console, it's cool. It says IR, fake face. It says, like, I detected a face, but uh, it did not pass my fake face test. So it, um, it will not get tricked by a piece of paper or a, a TFT with a face on it, which is, you know, kind of handy. Uh, I think that, that was a, a nice, you know, it's always a little embarrassing when you see folks, like, do, like, security analyses of, like, like lock picks or, you know, face recognition or fingerprint, and it's like, Wow, you could trick it with like a piece of Jello. That's like yeah. so terrible. Here's a picture of Jello. Here's a picture of Jello, <laughs> and it's like, hi, welcome home. Okay, but it doesn't have that problem. Um, so here's the algorithm. Um, so it can use uh, deep sleep mode, which I thought was really uh, useful. Um, one of the um, nice things about microcontrollers is, um, you know, Linux is more powerful. Of course, there's there's face recognition software and OpenCV and all that good stuff, but like. Suddenly you're running something that's going to draw about an amp. Uh, you need, uh, you know, a lot of uh, complex software to run it. To boot it up takes a long time. There's a chance of file system corruption. What's nice about these 
um, standalone microcontroller dev board versions of face recognition is one, you don't have to worry about your data going to the cloud or some, somebody hacking into your firmware just because like there's a, you know, a backdoor password. Um, but it also can use something like the built-in PIR sensor. It doesn't start doing the face recognition or recording any video until somebody is in front of it, which is like a kind of obvious thing. But because the microcontroller can wake up within like 100 milliseconds of the PIR sensor, to a human, it's nearly instantaneous. Like they don't notice the difference because it happens so fast. Whereas if it was a Linux board, it would be like, oh, hey, wait, I got to boot up. Hold on, like F-disk, got to check out like all my sound cards, whatever. A minute later, you're maybe booted. So um, fast wake up, you know, low power usage. That's why you'd want to use this instead of OpenCV. Okay, um, so they've got a nice web page that I checked out. It's got all of the details. It was super quick to get started. So the this board itself is the um, the SLN Viznas IoT. This is the dev board, or and it's ready to go. It has everything you need to do like your project or product. You can design with it, and then of course you can buy the individual chip as well. So just watch out. Like I'm, we're talking about the dev board. But they also sell the chip, and the chip is like $7. It comes with the license and software and everything for this. It's a BGA chip. NXP will help you with getting it integrated into your product. But I would get the dev kit because, well, first off, you could probably just use this as is. It's a great edge you know, facial detection system. And um, they have uh, the code. You just need like a JLink programmer to program it. You program it up with uh, NXP uh, LP. NXP Expresso, I think is the name of the IDE, um, but it's all open source and available, like the, the source code for the demo, so you can hack and mod it. And of course, like I said, there's a TFT screen as well. Okay. okay. Available so, on DigiKey's site. Pick it up. For the folks who want to know the link, you can do digikey.com forward slash short forward slash 475V94, or you could probably just search for what? Uh, Viznas, honestly, the V-I-Z-N-A-S. Viznas. <laughs> Nothing else is named that. Um, and then if you want to check out, there's a, we're going to show a video. There's a bunch of videos also on the NXP site showing the different things. There's also a couple other details I wanted to mention real fast. Um, it also has an emotion engine um, that, you can, you, that you can turn on that will detect, like, happiness or surprise or anger. I, I don't know how useful that is unless maybe you wanted to know if someone was angry at your door and you wouldn't let them in. I, I don't know. But it does have that capability. Um, there's a command line interface that you can go and you can like turn on like debugging and interface. Get happy control. before you come in. It's kind of like wiping off your feet now. Yeah, maybe. Come in with a smile on your face. All right, do you want me to show this on the overhead real fast? Yeah, we'll show it on the overhead and then we're going to play a video from Oop. NXP. Yeah, show the video on how you, you get it registered. So this is the dev board. Um, so this is the camera interface and you can see there's two white LEDs. So you can turn on the LEDs to illuminate somebody's face. Uh, and then there's two IR LEDs here. And the two cameras, and like you can kind of see one has a slightly different filter on the lens, I think. So one of these, this is probably the one with the IR cut filter, and maybe this one isn't, or I don't know. Um, and then this is like a like a milled out piece of plastic. This is the PIR sensor, USB, four buttons. Uh, this is probably where you would connect the uh, TFT if you wanted, and maybe some external hardware here. Um, this is the dev board module, which I think is just adorable. This is the uh, IMX RT106F. F is probably for face. Winbond flash, or yeah, ISSI uh, RAM. This is the uh, BLE and Wi-Fi 
chipset, probably SDIO, and then it goes to this like antenna, which is on the back here, so you can do Bluetooth or Wi-Fi control. And then this plugs in. I didn't unplug it because I didn't want to break it, but yeah, they got all the passes on the back. Big power supply inductors, maybe a PMIC and some other just management chips, more power supply stuff. Um, and then yeah, this, so this is the this is the microcontroller board and Wi-Fi. So this is like kind of cute and nice. Plugs into the user interface board, and then this is the camera board, which is really stuck in there, but looks like this. So this is what you've got here. I like this dual camera. It's kind of a cool, cool little thing I've never seen before. But there you go. So these three pieces, and they plug into this uh, milled uh, resin. Um, package. Okay, so let's uh, let's watch this video showing yeah. the process of registering and identifying names. Hi, I'm Cooper Carnahan, a solutions integrator here at NXP, and today I'm going to be showing you how to get up and running with your SLN Vision AS IoT kit. When you first receive your kit, you'll find three things inside: a quick start guide, a USB-C cable, and most importantly your SLN Vision AS IoT kit. To begin, take the included USB-A to USB-C cable and plug the USB-A end into your computer's USB port and the USB-C end into the USB-C port on your kit. The USB port on your kit provides power to the board, drag and drop flashing via MSD, and virtual serial port capabilities. With the cable plugged in, a green LED will light up to indicate the kit is receiving power. Once the application is running, your computer will automatically discover the kit is both a COM device and USB webcam, and your computer may make a sound indicating it has detected a new USB device. Next, open the camera app if using Windows, or Cheese if using Ubuntu, to view the camera output coming from the kit. If you have multiple cameras attached to your computer, you may have to switch to the SLN Vision AS IoT camera to see anything coming from the kit. Right off the bat, you'll notice the built-in GUI provides some convenient on-screen information, including a bounding box to help users properly align and center their faces while registering, the on-off status of both the Wi-Fi and BLE capabilities of the kit, and the total number of users registered in the kit's local face database. Press the Switch for Push button on the front of the kit to begin registering a new face. An on-screen message at the top of the screen will be displayed to indicate that registration is taking place. Simply hold your face in front of the camera, making sure to center your face within the provided guidelines. Upon successful registration, a message will be displayed indicating a new user has been added to the kit's local face database and the number of registered users will be increased by one. If registration fails, simply press the registration button again to retry. Once registered, your face will prompt a welcome home message whenever your face is recognized. Registered faces will continue to be recognized until the kit is powered off or the face is manually removed, although saving faces permanently can be done using the CLI or by enabling low power mode. Both of these features will be discussed in more depth in later videos. This concludes our look at powering on and registering a face with the SLN Vision AS IoT kit. Check out the next video in our series to learn how to test out the liveness detection and anti-spoofing features of the kit. Okay, watch uh, all the videos because there's yeah, more videos when you show you the first one. This week's INMPI.
Check it out on DigiKey. All right, so we're going to do things a little different this week. What do you mean? What's different? So we're skipping new products this week. Oh, no. And why, why would we do that? Why are we doing that? Why would we do that? Because I don't we're, know. Why we're, are we doing, doing that? we're doing new products tomorrow. Are we? And there could be a few reasons for that. Why is that? Well, I don't know. One reason could be yeah. we don't have any new products. Well, that's never true. No. So that it can't be that. Okay. Another one could be that there's, there's some new products that are coming out, but we have to wait till tomorrow to, to show them. Mm. That could okay. be it. Yeah. The third one is um, we ran out of time today, and uh, we just forgot to do them. <laughs> no. Did we? No, it's no. not that. So. So you think it's two? Yeah. So. You think it's two? Yeah, we have some really. You cool think there's some like something is coming now, but we can't say what it is. Yeah, in the past when there's been holiday days on yeah. Wednesdays, okay. we've done uh, new products, but uh, trust us when I tell you it's going to be kind of cool. So okay. you'll be seeing our new products tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow's a few hours away. Yes. Okay. So with that, I'm going to move on to Top Secret. Okay. Okay. So okay. what are you working on this week? Well, I made a bunch of breakouts. Like, for example, that uh, quad microphone ADC I was talking about that can do PDM or analog mics. Uh, it was in the Echo Dot. I thought, like, that's a pretty cool chip. And, like, it does something that is pretty tough to find. So uh, I made a quick breakout for it. Um, it's uh, I2S stereo with TDM timed vision multiplexed and uh, you can see the top of the four microphones uh, and bias and then while I was doing that I was like wait there's another chip the PCM 1840 we talked about this on the great search it's almost the same idea except it's only analog microphone in so you can work with Electret or um, analog MEMS mics and it doesn't require any I2C configuration it's uh, configured uh, solely by bootstrapped uh, GPIO at the bottom there, the FMT and MSZ and MD0. You know, there, it, it seems like there's a lot of them, but there's actually not that many configurations. It, it's There's only a couple that make sense for you to use. Um, and then it just pipes out, again, uh, quad um, I2S with time vision multiplexed stereo um, I2S. So uh, I think this will be neat. Uh, I want to put these together, but... Uh, you know, once I saw that Echo Dot teardown, I thought this would be great for people doing projects where you want to do like voice localization. Because if you have four microphones and you have I2S, which is like, you know, it's it's because it's time vision multiplexed, you're going to get all the audio samples like synchronized together. You can actually do cool stuff where you can detect where audio is coming from. And I don't even think you need to do that much hardcore DSP work to it. So I don't know. We'll okay. see. What else are you working on? Um... This I found, I don't even know how the heck I saw this chip. Maybe maybe it was on nice chips or something, but this is the DS4420, and this is a, um, I think it was because I was looking at like, I, I was looking at like audio amplifier, DAX controllers, whatever. So this is a um, class AB amplifier, but the volume is controlled by I2S, which I thought was just kind of cute. Like you can um, have audio in, mono, it's, it's differential, but it's mono uh, differential output. And uh, you can just really quickly change the audio volume. So I think that would be handy for people who like, I don't want to have a potential, but I want to change the audio on something uh, without. Okay. And then the other thing we did was... Um, Lots of time lapses. We've been doing time lapses as we've been doing them yeah. above the workshop desk of Lady Ada. So 
check those out. You'll see some things. Those are the top secrets. And again, tomorrow we'll have a special edition of new products. And that's top secret of the week. So we will uh, jump over to um, questions. If folks have them, head over to Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Um, I'll put the little URL here just in case, adafruit.it slash Discord, or you can go to discord.gg forward slash adafruit. Join all 26,000 of us over yeah. there. We've been building this community together for years. Thanks for making it a great place. Um, let me, someone had a question earlier. Um, it was way, way back in the chat, so. Uh, Oh, uh, this was for the, uh, this question was for the NXP thing. If you use a full-site photo as a mask, does it trick the fake, does it trick the face algorithm? Um, no, I think, I think you actually need the heat signature that comes from skin. I think even if it's bent, it wouldn't work. I, I don't know if it would work. I, I mentioned the write-up. I, I don't know if you were like a Mission Impossible latex mask wearer, whether that would work. I think it's cold, so it probably would not have the same heat signature. Um. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can hack this with, you know, enough energy, but um, for basic vision recognition, it does a pretty good job. Okay, for those uh, TikTok videos that we're showing and for the time-lapse, you use what tool? Uh, not the time-lapse, the CAD tool. And I'm using Eagle, Eagle CAD. What version? The latest, whatever it is. Latest? Yeah. So you've gone, the question was, did you use the, the cloud subscription one? It's a cloud subscription, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's worth it. Yeah, does it work better than the previous versions? They, they did add a lot of things that I think made it worth upgrading. Um, the routing is a lot faster and easier. Like, it used to be really frustrating to route. Like, it wouldn't hint you how, you know, it wouldn't do routing where it um, followed the the contours of the board and it does now. It's like, it's not auto-routing, but it, it basically makes it so I can route about, like, two or three times faster than I used yeah. to be able to. And, uh, like, we, it shows DRC is much easier, and it won't let you put a VIA where it would, like, break the DRC. Like, there's a there's a lot of little things that they did that just make the, um, uh, like, they have push and shove. Like, there's a, a lot of things that they did that KiCad has. I just don't use KiCad. Uh, you know, KiCad has other problems. But okay. Oh, good. can you hand me the candle for a second? So someone wanted to know where could they get, if they wanted to make one of these... Where could they get? Well, the code we can stuff? post the gift, but we just took a candle gift and followed the Matrix Portal gift guide. Yeah, so if you go, it's just a gift. If you go to our learn guide for the Matrix Portal, um, you could just grab any gift online. Yeah, and we just took a gift and we resized this a, it. This is an okay candle. It's okay. It. If we you if you search it. for animated gift candle, I think it's like the first result that comes up. Yeah, it's probably the first result. Yeah. And then you just resize it and you put it on there. Yeah. All right. And then another question was about MagTag. So we sold a ton of MagTags. In fact, I'm willing to say the MagTag might be. The most prolific e-ink display yeah, that, so we, that, that actually works. We sold a lot, and then we basically ran out of e-ink displays, and we ordered more. But there's just been a lot of difficulty getting any displays in the market right now. Yeah. But we have had them shipped, and so we're, we are making more now. So I think this week or next week for sure we'll have more in stock. But it's definitely been like... That's annoying. Like, you know, we, we made all these mag tags, and then we were not able to get another big batch of e-ink. Yeah, we already, we're probably up to like 10,000 or so, so far, but we'll try to get more out. Um, can you suggest a way to use a Nordic Power Profiler to monitor current to a device that requires nine volts, exceeds PP limit of five volts, or maybe an alternative method low current under 30 milliamps? Yeah, that's gonna, well, there's an ammeter mode. Um, yeah. I would see if that works. 
but you might have to you might have to look around to see other like there, I don't know of any power meters that supply nine volts. They're all like five volts or less because that's when you're doing low power, you normally don't have nine volts involved. Um, so that's the only thing I would I would recommend. You could try to put in ammeter mode, or you could look for you know a digital ammeter. Okay, so now in the other chat, where do they get a list of the freebie deals? It's and in slash free. It's adafruit.com slash free. And uh, the only thing we didn't do is put a photo or uh, we have text that says any order you get the black surgical style mask. That's with our new um, 100 days of masking. Um, but we'll have a graphic up on here soon. And then let me see if there's any more. Uh, okay, you answered that one. You got the power thing. And then some uh, nice feedback for the MagTag. MagTag is perfect cross-section of functionality, ease of use with CircuitPython, and low power with e-ink and deep sleep. Thank you, Hugo. That's exactly what we wanted Yay. to do. I think, you know, there's that, that theory that, like, if, if you have something, like, salty, sweet, yeah. and then, you know, savory, like, there's, like, a way to have, like, the perfect taste. I think you can do that with hardware, like, having something... That you plug in shows up as USB drive. You're dragging and dropping graphics and fonts and doing yeah. stuff, and then the programming is just easy. You just say go there and get this and display it. Yes. And in a matter of minutes, you have a ambient display. And then the best part is low power, which was really hard to do. Like all this stuff is like really hard, but now it's really easy, and we're making it too easy. Too we're gonna easy. Make, we're gonna make it so easy that someone's gonna get angry. Yes. <laughs> and then the the visual recognition <laughs> is gonna say you're angry. Yeah. All right. Um, have you um, tried uh, EagleCat inside of Fusion 360 yet? No. I just click on the Eagle logo, and then I do the thing I do. Okay. And I think that's going to be it for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. That is our show for tonight. Special thanks to Takara, who's running things behind the scenes. Thank you, Takara. Over in the Adafruit Slack that we have for our team. Okay. Special thanks to all of our community. Special thanks to everyone who purchases this stuff, our community, all of our team members, and more. Um, it's what been a, a day, man. I'm so tired. What a day. Um, you know, we're all going to remember what we were doing on Wednesday, January 20th, 2020. 21 and we were here together so thank you so much everybody for spending your time with us um there's a lot going on and uh i want to also just say thank you folks for supporting us a uh woman-owned company in new york city trying to be a good cause and good business doing manufacturing um we're still around we're still here thanks for your orders it's very much appreciated and uh, part of our cause and mission we want to help out and get everyone the mask up for the next 100 days. So you'll see that in your order if you place an order for anything. Uh, the way we did it in is the USA. In the USA, because uh, it's hard to ship out. We can't um, export PPE. PPE outside of the country, um, and so um, that'll be you know day one of 100 is today. And hopefully at the end of this 100 days, we can all say well. Here's something we tried to do. There's a lot more that we want to do. But here's something we tried to do just to continue to get the message out to help folks. And uh, let's get past this and let's build all of our dreams together. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Full week of shows still yeah, ahead. Yeah, new products more. tomorrow. And uh, see you next week. Bye. Here's your moment of zener. Hey, uh, hi. Uh... 
Brazil and uh, especially especially MOSFET. Keep being awesome. Hello, this is Ted Ford, Virginia. I was watching your uh, Saturday broadcast. I was trying to uh, call in. Obviously, I'm not the winner, but just want to let you know that I truly appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Not only um, with your products, but these uh, videos um, that you're doing each week. You know, the uh, show and tell, the circuit python, the, uh, the 3D printing. And then today's um, Saturday show with uh, Lamore and the lady 